Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Money FM 89.3. A pretty decent start for markets across the Asia Pacific this Monday. None more decent, perhaps, than Hong Kong, with the Hang Seng holding on to some of the most robust gains among the major equity exchanges in the region. And the worst may be over, in fact, for the Hang Seng, which briefly fell into bear market territory in recent times. Might things actually get better, or should we still worry about some of these ongoing risk factors for with regards to China's economy and overall markets? Well, today on Money FM 89.3, we're joined by Mr. Kenny Wen, who's a wealth management strategist at Everbright Sun Hong Kai in Hong Kong. He's, it's been a while since he's been on the show, and he's here to share with us his updated outlook for how markets actually might be doing and how traders and investors are feeling in Hong Kong and across broader China. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while, and I hope you've been well. Yeah, yeah. Hello. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) You sound a bit happy there, Kenny, and perhaps maybe it has something to do with the strong gains seen by the Hang Seng so far today. It seems that we're seeing more good days than bad in recent times. Of course, this is in stark contrast to how poorly Chinese and Hong Kong markets specifically were doing over the last couple of months. Do you think that the worst may indeed be over for Hong Kong markets and Chinese markets in particular? Uh, for short term, the West may be over because for the, for the past one to two weeks, we see that the market sentiment do improve a lot. And don't forget that when Hang Seng Index dropped to around 23,700 to 800, it already uh, went into what we call oversold situation. So once the sentiment improved, there are at least a short term bang back. But I think now the market is still having uh, some uncertainties. So I will not be too aggressive. And I think there's we Bank and the resistance level will be around 25,500 to 27,000. So compared with the current level, the further upside may be relatively limited and we still need to focus on different uncertainties. I observed this actually over the last couple of months, Kenny, is that while we saw markets in mainland China, Shanghai and Shenzhen also take a tumble, these Hong Kong markets actually took on more of a beating. Can you help our listeners understand why is it that Hong Kong seemed to be more bruised when compared to what was also a very challenging last couple of months for mainland Chinese markets? <laughs> it is a very interesting question. I think uh, the reasons are behind are simple and direct because, for example, after the Lunar New Year, Hong Kong market was hurt by the rising bond yield in U.S. And as we all know, Chinese stock market usually are less sensitive to anything happening in U.S. Also, you just mentioned some uh, regulatory uh, tightening. For example, Tencent and Alibaba, they did not list on the, the, the mainland exchange. And also, you can see that they are, they are heavily weighted in uh, Hong Kong Hang Seng Index. So their stock price movement will affect the general market sentiment. I see. Especially uh, for the past few weeks, Investors in Hong Kong worry that Hong Kong government, very interesting, will announce policy on the property market through the new policy adjust. So Hong Kong developers stock, I, I, as I can remember, dropped 10% in a one single day. This type of factors just affect the Hong Kong market, but not Chinese one. So in simple words, Hong Kong markets will be affected by both U.S. and Chinese factors. And this is the reason why Hong Kong stock underperformed this year. 
All right. Kenny, everyone outside looking in is really worried or was worrying about those woes from China Evergrande. Investors also seem split on how this might introduce systemic risks to markets and the property sector. Now, there is a growing belief that it's been or can be actually contained. Now, are markets, do you think, worrying too much from over China Evergrande, its overall impact on the broader global markets, given that you are as close as possible to to seeing what's going on? Okay. The future development for Evergrande is... Fantasy looking highly uncertain. Uh, but in our base case scenario, uh, we think the government will not bail out the company and it will continue to have negative impact on the markets. Of course, uh, I think every investor, especially those uh, bondholders, is uh, awaiting the government to take action in order to reduce the contingent effects. For example, waiting uh, uh, SOE or local government may take up some projects or buy in Evergrande asset. Uh, we, we, in our base case, I think it won't create a systematic risk. Uh, it is not another Lehman Brothers. But there are two points I want to make. First, uh, not only Evergrande, I think other Chinese property companies also facing liquidity problem. One is because of what we call the uh, flea red nice policy. And the key point is, even though maybe some of them eager to bring in revenue, but uh, they just can't cut the home prices. Officials fear that uh, price cut may frustrate uh, recent home buyers and lead to protests and hurt the property markets. And second, as we all know, uh, residential investment account for 15% of GDP. If we include construction and related sectors, the proportion will become uh, nearly 30%. So if the property sector slow down, may have significant impact on China economy. Uh, and also declining demand of homes and a shortage of funds will mean less demand of land uh, for land. It will hurt the government revenue from uh, land sales as well. So even though it may not create uh, what we call systematic risk, but we need to keep our close eye on the Evergrande issue and what happened uh, in coming weeks, coming, um, uh, coming months on the uh, China property sectors. All right. But you, you basically think that this might actually be contained for the most part within the property sector in China and not spread across too much. Yeah, it, it depends on the, the future development because in a very worst case scenario, uh, not only Evergrande, it also affects uh, other public companies and it will uh, also bring in a negative impact on, for example, Chinese banking because they may lend a lot of money to property companies. And it also affects uh, those insurance companies. So the, the speed out effect can be very significant. But in uh, our base case, I think should be uh, can, uh, should be able to contain that by the uh, central government. There are also concerns now, Kenny, about an energy shortage. In fact, some are warning that this might actually be more serious than what's going on with China Evergrande. It's not just hitting China, but also other parts of the world like Europe. We're talking about coal shortages, natural gas shortages. Many have sounded out this could actually be worse for the Chinese economy. But should markets also worry about this as well? Basically, is a possible power shortage in China also keeping you awake at night? Uh, yes, uh, you make a very good point. We should be worried about it. For China GDP, uh, first of all, because the base effects will fade out, and most economic data in July and August uh, were worse than market expectation. Plus, the current energy short, uh, shortage. I think the uh, the Q3 GDP data, uh, which will, uh, will will be announced in coming one to two weeks, may disappoint the market. In fact, uh, some economists already revised their forecast downward. As I, can, uh, as I can remember, some analysts are expecting zero GDP growth on a quarter-to-quarter basis for China uh, third-quarter GDP growth. 
uh, and the real challenge is for for we just uh, mentioned the regulatory crackdown. We are quite easy to identify which sectors or company will get hurt. For example, social media, education, Macau gaming, Hong Kong property. But for energy shortage, it will hurt almost every sector because every company they need uh, electricity. So I think this is one of the key factors we need to closely monitor on top of the Evergrande issue. So you know, there's still a, you've raised a lot of uh, valid uncertainties here, Kenny, for the markets. Um, how is this informing your strategy and what you're telling, advising clients in the fourth quarter? It seems that there's some serious issues and uncertainties here to actually deal with. Are you optimistic that markets can actually um, rebound or mount a strong and convincing rebound in the fourth quarter, or do you think that uh, perhaps the uncertainties will weigh on markets even more, and we might see more red risk return to the markets in Hong Kong and China over the next uh, three months? Okay. For very short term, as, I, as we just mentioned, uh, the Hang Seng Index may have further rebound. But for one to two months, I think the, the uh, outlook is not uh, so, it's not very clear. Uh, we just mentioned the power shortage. We just mentioned the Evergrande. And uh, we need also focus on the U.S. stock because you can see that the bond yield is already rose to 1.6% for the 10 years Treasury yield. So it may create, I think, if the Treasury will uh, further rise to one percent then will create volatility in U.S. stock and also Hong Kong stock. So I think for coming one to two months, uh, Hong Kong market will remain quite volatile, especially after the recent rebound. But for more than uh, three months or six months, I'm a little bit positive because uh, Hong Kong market, uh, the valuations are not uh, 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 quite attractive. For example, for the price-to-book ratio is under one times. And for P ratio is uh, under around 10 to uh, uh, 11 times. So historically, or compared with other stock markets uh, in Asia, in globally, uh, Hong Kong market is undervalued. So I do think that if you are aggressive and you have a three to six month investment horizon, then you can uh, what we call uh, gradually accumulate your exposure on Hong Kong stock market. But just don't be too aggressive and don't be too optimistic for coming few uh, 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 weeks. All right. Caution and uh, careful movements as we enter the fourth quarter. At least yeah. that's according to Kenny Wen, Wealth Management Strategist at Everbright Sung Hung Kai. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show here on Money FM 89.3. As always, Kenny, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, yeah. stay Thank safe. You. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.